0: This is the Business of
1: Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the
0: latest Bud, Biz, Buzz.
1: Malka LaBelle joining me as usual for the Business of Cannabis. You can find out how Malka can help you at www.green gencompany.com, and it's uh, great to uh, have you back and see you again, Malka, as we continue with the video format for those listening. uh, You can find us on uh, our YouTube channel, and of course, we'll be streaming on social media. But how are things today, Malka?
0: Great, Dean. Thank you so much. Finally, I think we're getting a slight chance more to be fall, like, you know, warming up than deep winter in October. So. Glad to see that, and uh, it's been a good, it was a great weekend, sort of feeling more normalcy, doing some industry stuff, um, yeah, so ready to get going and share all the cool stuff that I've got for the show this week.
1: Excellent, yeah, it is indeed, uh, we're getting a bit of a warm spell here, um, and and it's nice, you can still enjoy it, but I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm ready for winter, it can come forward with all its might, and I'll get ready for it, and. And then I'll start complaining about the minus 30. I'm sure that will happen yeah, <laughs> at well, some point. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about with our uh, lead topic today. And and we're talking about stigma. And this is something that you and I are passionate about getting rid of. And, you know, I, I come from a situation where I've uh, been on a journey with mental health. And for a long time, that wasn't discussed. And now it's being discussed openly and in a positive way. And there isn't that stigma about having, um, you know, s- situations with mental health health that's where we that's the example I love using uh, with cannabis but when it comes to cannabis as opposed to mental health where the doctors are oftentimes the ones helping it's not always the case in cannabis that they are the ones doing the helping
0: yeah. So this is a question I get asked a lot, particularly for people that are sort of I'm trying to understand where the the parts of the industry are, need to be fixed, I guess, so to speak, or where is the biggest roadblocks. So um, it actually came up this weekend in more than one case, actually. It's kind of funny. I, I'm going to weave a couple of things through on this one. But the question really is who still holds the biggest stigma? around cannabis like who are the people that haven't figured it out yet and the answer is really still the medical profession i would say doctors i think are still holding the biggest stigma and um in thinking about that you know it it came up again at the hotbox uh live session they had this weekend with people asking that question and as well with my daughter who today as you see the artwork behind me she's eight she loves uh, painting and drawing and she also likes making slime and she knows because she's a child she can't be on a cannabis anything related although she would love to be on camera and <laughs> she loves making slime so she said mommy can i make you some green slime for your show I'm like, yeah sure so there's her slime that i'm making i'm holding on to it because it just feels so cool um, but the point is It's this concept is highly stigmatized around people that hold very traditional values and around um, how things are adopted. And that's what we're talking about with doctors. Really, what it comes to is, you know, the, the medical profession, even if doctors are open minded around the concept of cannabis, they still have a they're not the first ones to to recommend it as a treatment method largely across the board yet at least not in Canada and the stigma still holds true because even ones that are trying to work towards more research and more education uh, for doctors for their patients like the group conigma.com which is largely a resource for um, doctors and medical professionals to find more information about research and treatment. They're based out of the U.S. Um, and they have, or sorry, the website conigma.com is based. I believe it's based out of is Israel, but they a lot of their work is in the U.S. And really, the medical information is only growing, um, and the and the research and the you know um, tr- clinical trials by definition. But, but the problem around this, and that I've tried to sort of identify when people say, you know, why are doctors having such a problem? It's legal, what's the problem? Well, largely is the doctors look at at, at clinical treatment, um, at, about treatment of disease or thing, the way that the paradigm around that is about, here's a problem and we need to solve it with one single solution. And that's a generalization to a much more complex situation. But the the thing about cannabis is it's not that it's one part of the cannabis plant or one molecule or one extractable thing that is for a large amount of people that is the answer it's the cannabis is looked at as more of a holistic uh treatment really a lot more in terms of you know like i would say almost like an eastern style medicine you know medicine and essential oils and um you know holistic wellness practices like you know massage and acupuncture and and even reiki and and chinese medicine those are all based on a plant and a holistic aspect and how uh, how those things interact with the body again as a generalization and that's kind of counter to what western medicine is where it's like we're looking for a specific research that has a specific problem with a specific answer in a drug or of some, some kind of therapy and because those two are very much divergent as an as a way to practice things they just are the doctor's box and the cannabis flower just don't mesh in this case. And that's what we're finding is that we're trying to fix a problem in a box that doesn't fit it. So doctors we really have to break that mold from an entire healthcare system in order to overcome that ultimately, which will take a lot longer I think than than we really have for the show.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, Exactly. And, and, you know, we, we should point out there are some wonderful uh, physicians out there that are embracing cannabis. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to paint them all. Uh, with that one brush, but it's just not enough yet. And, and unfortunately, like you said, it's gonna, you know, it, it might take a bunch of research. We, you know, we talked uh, about yeah. uh, a research paper coming out of Australia, uh, with uh, ca- cancer, pa- chemotherapy patients, the uh, patients that okay. are using therapy. We talked about that in this week in Cannabis News. Um, and those are the studies that are gonna change the minds. It's unfortunate that it's, it is fairly rigid for some physicians that they're not as open minded and they'll only take the advice of, oh, now they're saying cannabis is good, which at least, you know, they will change, right? You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, with with science and research, hopefully they will change and start prescribing it. But like you said, it's going to take a long time. And, you know, I, I've known people that have asked their doctors about cannabis and have basically been laughed at. And, you know, that just sets everything back so far. And, and it's unfortunate that those people have experienced that and, and not been able to have a doctor say, hey, let's let's look at some methods or something like that.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I think now that it's legal in Canada, we're definitely seeing more doctors open-minded to at least documenting that with their patients. So sure. that's a definitely a good thing, but you're right. As a leading form of treatment, um, even within the cannabis industry, the medical cannabis industry has still, um, they want it to be the leading form of treatment, but they also know the boxes that they work in. So there, there's that, you know, so ultimately the reason why I talked about this, this uh, segment was because I believe Conigma is a fantastic science and medical based resource uh, I would have, like I said, Israel as is a backbone, but they have contributors from all over the world um, that are talking about that research. It is largely focused for doctors and patients understanding how to treat things. So that's why I wanted to highlight them as a great resource. It is very medical science uh, and research based. For more information on that, uh, how to do that, if you are a doctor, if you want to go to your doctor, this is a great resource to point your doctor to, because it is researched and um, backed by doctors and science
1: to help people with that um, stigma. 100%. So you can check that out at www.conigma.com, C-A-N-N-I-G-M-A.com. All right, let's move on to change makers. And speaking of websites, uh, the website for these guys, www.turnkeymicro.com. So tell us a little bit about this uh, setup that they have.
0: Yeah, so... Actually, yes, you've got you got the both there. So basically turnkey micro guys, I learned about them from the B.C. Craft Farmers Co-op that I am officially now a part of. And when we had our um, panel last week with the with the B.C. Provincial um, electorates who have now decided that the NDP is a majority. So, yes, Mm -hmm. that's great. They made a decision. Uh, But the B.C. Micro um, group is a fantastic group of people. And these guys are on the Quality Assurance Committee um, and speaking to them. I, just talking to them, I, I compared them. The thought in my head popped into my head was the comparing them to the Charlotte's web guys. So mm. the, I, I compared the two pictures cause they kind of look like these hunky guys, you know, in the <laughs> middle of a field of cannabis, changing the way people think about cannabis. And that's exactly what the Charlotte's web guys did, but these guys are doing it similar, but a little bit different in the sense that they're focusing on the micro or the smaller producer, um, that can be anywhere really largely on farmland or any off grid. They've built what they call um, a greenhouse in a box, which is literally a turnkey micro uh, setup that's entirely regulatory compliant or built around the compliance from uh, micro cultivators in Canada and they essentially you can you can reach out to them they will sell you the entire box for a very low price tag, mm. price tag compared to some of the other quotes i've heard for building on a micro and their concept is around a, gre- a greenhouse so this is Hard to wrap your head around in Canada where it gets friggin' cold, but um, they swear by it. I mean, they're on the Vancouver Island, which I guess th- that works. They have a bit more of a temperate climate. And we did speak about different heating and um, shelter options in when you ha- do, are in different climates in the country, but their models based around being able to be on BC agricultural land, which is what the micros in BC are largely around. So it's that ALR uh, land description, which is again, mm-hmm. a box. It's literally a framework that was set up in the '70s that cannot be changed. Um, but there are zones where you can have this agricultural land and put a cannabis facility on it, and then and no level of government can say no, you can't do that because it's entirely within the restrictions of that type of land. And you put up this um, this micro uh situa- micro grow, and basically what they do is they ship you a sea can like a sea can uh you know a sea can a big mm-hmm. big thing that goes on a a, a a ship or a boat yep. or whatever, everything's inside the box. So you kind of unpack the box and the box, you set it up, you build a facility or you build a greenhouse and then your, um, your can becomes your, your space or your facility for, for drying or storage sort of as a working office, so to speak on the, on the premise with including the, the entire, um, fencing and security and everything it's all included and that's what it is turnkey micro and and they'll help you uh with it if you have no experience uh no. or you know they can come out and help or send you resources but the whole concept is very much make it as easy as possible for more micros to set up and really grow um the craft and the micro you know industry in this country
1: well and and that's what we we need so much more of uh is is more people involved and Growing different things and, and, um, you know, different, uh, varieties. And this is like a micro grow in a box. I can't believe exactly. that, uh, you can kind of get it just <laughs> basically shipped to wherever. Uh, and, and I think this is kind of an opportunity for people to maybe dip their toes in a little bit and then say, okay, this is something I really want to get into. Or, okay, maybe this is, isn't, or maybe this is the level I want to stay at, right? It's kind of a good starting point if you wanted to maybe see what the industry was like
0: exactly and so the, the reason i reached out to them initially um after working and talking with to the micros and the co-op is i actually am literally working with finance partners that can finance the whole thing like if you own the land underneath it right and you want to build a micro and you don't necessarily have like six figures to set out to do it call me i will help you get this to a monthly lease payment that's like building a house it's actually cheaper than building a house um in a metropolitan city but if you have some land somewhere in the country um, and are willing to, to learn how to become a micro and want to do it. This is very attainable. This lowers the bar to a, in a regulated program like we have in Canada, to build something for yourself that you can do and is very attainable. And I love it. That's why I'm f- featuring them as the change maker this week.
1: That is great. Check it out at turnkeymicro.com. All right, uh, where are we going with what it means to be green this week and certified B Corps?
0: So a certified B Corp, I learned about probably about six or eight months ago, I guess, what that is. When someone asked me, why don't you become a B Corp? And I'm like, I have no idea what that meant. Like, what are you talking about? So basically, after doing some research, it's a new type of corporation um, in the sense that, you know, traditional corporations, um, I would say, have, you know, they have a very strict or uh, methodology for how you, are as a business, you are a business to make money, you are a for profit organization. On the other end of the spectrum is you're a not for profit organization, which means your balance sheet had to show $0 at the end of the year. So in this particular case, a B Corp allows within a business to be doing like a company or a business but for the purpose of a very much a I'm going to say heal the world perspective, which is exactly what my company is all about. Um, It's a verifiable set of standards that allow for social environmental Um, and really good change for public transparency and legal accountability um, to balance profit and purpose. So that's exactly what I'm trying to do. But in a traditional corporation, or like in the case where I'm in an accelerator program, I'm trying to raise capital, you know, that's a really hard pill to swallow to be doing something for the greater good. That's like two ends, polar opposites Mm -hmm. of we're in this for the money, and we're in this for the good. And it's like, I was literally in a session where the, the the strategic marketing advisor was saying, you're one or the other. And they're giving examples of all of these companies that have done great things on the one end, like they talk about Apple and Google, um, and they were talking about segmenting your audience. And I was like, really examples your startups who, I'm sorry, but, you know. I don't we don't really look at Apple and Google the same way as we used to. You know, yes, yes, they are the boons of making a ton of money. But at the expense of people's privacy, security, as well as all the other harms we're learning Mm -hmm. that are up in front of the courts right now. Like, I don't know if you're familiar, but literally Google's in front of an antitrust situation in the U.S. because they kind of own the market when it comes to um, business practices and monopolizing those things. So my comments around this are why can't we do both? Like, why can't we? want to make money and want to save the planet at the same time and that's the purpose of my company i talk about that all the time and what i've learned is this is really something about opposable odds so these are it's a it's a different way of thinking about things that i guess isn't common it's more of one of those integrative thinking things i learned about the term in a harvard business review article this is not how most people think, but I guess I think this way, and this is why I'm so passionate about it. Is we should be able to do both. And now, where we're at in 2020, and we're learning about all the harms that large for-profit businesses have caused our planet and our society. And here we are, you know, physically feeling them, you know, with the fluctuations in our climate and all of the other harms that have come to the world at kind of the expense of people and and the cost of capitalism. I think we need to start thinking about, we should try and be doing it all at the same time. And now's the time, right? So that's what I'm saying is that B Corps is a structure of a company that allows that to be the case. And you can be essentially certified as a B Corp. That means you can still make money, but not at the expense of saving the planet. Um, And there's a way to certify that. There's a way to kind of be transparent in your, your, um, uh, with your financial, banking and all your financial records, as well as other metrics that don't necessarily have to do with money, but have to do with other measurable things that are showing that you're working towards a greater purpose than just making money. And I'm very excited. I will hope to become a B Corp one day. There is quite a rigorous process to become one, but I looked at some of the examples on the website. There's a lot of really great companies out there that are in Canada that are well-known brands like Patagonia as an example. There's a bunch of them that I've seen that are like, these are the kind of companies that I want to be is embody those values. So there is a path and there are a lot of them that are, have done it. And that's what I think it's important to about what it means to be green this week is to show other companies that are doing this and leading the way.
1: Well and and I think there should be strict standards to to get that sort of certification i mean that they're just like there should be we've talked in the past about. The standards of being organic grower because that is doing something really special and, and really healthy. And this is doing something very special and healthy for the business community and the non-business community and, and, and other things out there. So the high standards to get involved in this should be there because mm-hmm. you do want to make sure you're, you're getting the right people involved for the right reasons.
0: Exactly. So I'm glad that this even structure already exists. Mm. Um, and like I said, it's worldwide. Like It's not just in Canada. I mean, I think Canada, they have a Canadian arm, but um, the standards apply worldwide. And the kind of thing is it's, your, it's a growing community. There's always more people joining, which is great. Um, but it means that they're doing it for the good of a purpose, whether it is the planet people, they have to stake their claim on why we're in business. And it has to align with the rest of the things that they're doing. And that's essentially what it means to be green is being able to align whatever your purpose is with how you make money. And to me, that is the ultimate um, reason for being in business. And that's why I think this is really important to broaden up this week.
1: Yeah. I uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, Great topics. uh, When we talk about what it means to be green, literally that is what it means to be green. Malka, thank you as always for joining me. Check out, GreenGenCompany.com and find out how Melka can help you. Thanks for joining me. Have a great week. Thanks, Dean. You as well.